Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello, Jennifer. So I'm at my cabin, so this will be kind of interesting. Hopefully, can you hear me? Of course. Okay, cool. I figured it would work. It's not like we're out in like the boonies. Yeah, it's like all you need is your cell phone. So. I just need a cell phone. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, really? He was all worried about it. I'm like, I got this. I can do this shit. We're totally low tech, but like galaxy brain now. I love how low tech we are. We're so much happier in our. We are so much happier. Y'all don't know the misery that was the. It was awful, and we were paying for it. It We paid for it. That was that was crazy. And then like we podcast like two hours. Oh my god! The hell! Jeez! And then like headphones not working. Oh, the yeah, the headphones. Yelling for my husband because I was flipping out. Like, yeah, it was just, it was a disaster, an utter disaster. So, yeah. So, yeah, what's up, lady? Stuff. Um, before we get into stuff, um, (laughs) little housekeeping. We suggested a new segment for the podcast where we would dedicate specifically to Arrow and Elicity each week, and we're having people send us in ideas. We got a couple ideas. You know, that we could pick one to do this week and do the others, you know, in subsequent episodes. Okay. Yep. But I, you know, keep sending us ideas because we'll just well, pick we whatever can... we want to do the most. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. And like, we can even give advance notice. Like, we'll tweet out yeah. that we're going to be talking about this subject. Oh, that's Because then you know the subject is going to be in this podcast. Correct. I mean, you should listen to our podcast. Well, yeah, you should All be doing it anyway. So yeah, matter, but like you're okay. missing out otherwise. Come on, guys. <laughs> but Come so that's on. <laughs> I get that a little bit. So yeah, you're at your cabin. I'm at my cabin, and I was you watching... watched season two, episode one today. We did two hundred one. I'm so excited. I saw that. Yeah, I was like, Lauren, mommy took took a vacation day. Let's watch Smarrow. She was so excited she was like that's awesome and then she's like wait i don't remember what happens i was like tommy you died she's like okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> that's really all you need to take from season one <laughs> i love her so much because like her little comments are just so hilarious to me like she's like oliver's a billionaire when did that happen i was like since forever do you remember the castle he lived in last year right she's like i guess i was like did you feel that house was more a millionaire's like kind of house she's like perhaps (laughs) i was like okay and then like he was talking about oh you know the body count woe is me can't kill people because tommy's dead or something whatever his like moral trajectory is into and she's just like well why don't you just be batman and I was like, I love you so much in this moment. I love you all the time, but like, she's got your jeans. I was like, it's like Jesus just like custom made you just for me, and was like, here. 
she is your child jesus and then she was like laurel looks really different and that's yeah, all we it's did. Pretty I didn't want to get into like a, not to notice that there was right, a huge like, change. Is it the makeup? I'm like, no, it's not the makeup. It's not <laughs> makeup. There's a lot of things going on when you're too young. Like, I don't <laughs> want to disparage another woman's appearance to my child because we're like, but like also there's some problems there. So I was just like, you know, it's just things changed over from season one to season two. And we just left it at that. Simple, yeah, simple. She, was like, she looks really yeah. different. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she does. She does not look better. I'm sorry, she doesn't. No, and then my daughter was like, wait, yeah. who plays her? And I was like, Katie Cassidy. And she like Googled her and she's like, whoa, she looks really different now. I'm like, again, these are, I just was silent. I was like, but I, I was like, yeah, I don't, I loved how Katie Cassidy looked in season one. I thought she looked fine. I don't she know, looked I like, honestly, that was. That's not the best Katie Cassidy has ever looked, in my right. opinion, but compared to how she looked after season one, that was like the best look. Peak Katie Cassidy for me is Melrose Place Katie Cassidy. See, I'm not familiar with that Katie Cassidy. She's really good on that. See, this is why it was so hard for me on Arrow, because I didn't like her, because I watched a little bit of Melrose Place and she was like the best part of Melrose Place like she was so good she was like the new Heather Locklear character and she was really good so I was like oh I'm automatically gonna really like her in Arrow and I just I I just did not <laughs> just hated her. like her in Arrow so I'm like well this is an interesting swerve it's well, it's really difficult like every now and then and we should maybe save that topic for a later date but just like yeah. kind of like talk about like it's not just enough to say we hate laurel you no, know because it's it's, it's there's so that. many more layers on what's happening oh, with that I, yeah you know i don't like well i don't like it when people say to me well you just don't like laurel that's why you have and i like the- i there was nobody who wanted to like Laurel more than me. And here's like, the thing. And I didn't care. And you didn't. <laughs> I, 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 I had no problem not liking her. But it right. didn't make it any less frustrating. Right. That she was right. so unlikable. It was just like. We were Ugh. in a very interesting cross section in terms yes. of our approaches to this character. And like, man alive, did I try hard? I really tried hard. She and 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 admittedly, and we've discussed this before. She lost yeah. me early, but she could have yeah. won me back. I was open to that, but yeah, it just didn't kinda, happen. I was saying, especially through season one, I was really trying to hang in there with the writers because I was like, clearly, and I don't like. I'm not like. Let's pick this obscure couple that's never going to happen in a TV show. And ship it. <laughs> like that ain't my game, guys. Okay. Like the one I think about that people are always like, oh, this is like a perfect um, there's two shows. Like I think uh oh, once upon a time they had like a Emma and the evil queen thing going. And oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like people <laughs> were like liking that idea, but I was like, this just never gonna happen. Like there was no signs of that ever happening in the show. It's, it's like, it's, there's, like there's a difference between like you ship it and even you don't care if it never happens on the show you still ship it and lots of people I would say most people fall into that category and then there's right. the people who get angry when it doesn't happen right and, and it's I, like I'm, yeah <laughs> I, maybe that's a bad example because that that is like you know 
for the, you know, lesbian, you know, gay community, like they don't have a ton of choices. So like they have no. to kind of like, they have like, to, and, and most of them, them understand it's not going to happen. Right. But at the but same like, time, also, we like, can still be disappointed it, but... that like society hasn't caught up enough to where right. like, like I'm with you on the political side of things but like also this this should happen. be a thing that we could actually expect to happen instead of being like yeah yeah okay sure like, never gonna pick, happen like, yeah like if I had to pick like a hetero I would guess like maybe like Buffy and Xander that's a good hetero one like did anybody ship that I don't know I don't know them <laughs> I don't feel like there was a lot of I feel like that wasn't a thing. Yeah, that was she friend zoned him so hard in the first episode, it was just never happening. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. So, like, when I was watching season one, of course, I really loved it. Listening, I know I've talked about this before, but like, I was like fighting against myself because I was like, they're never gonna go there, it's not gonna happen. I sometimes wonder, like, what would I have thought if I had watched season one? I really do wonder what you would have thought because, and and I keep coming back to the I wouldn't have watched it. The only reason I watched it is because season two, it's like my friends are like, you have to watch it for this side couple. Right. It's going to become a main couple. We just know it. Yeah. We're All at, right. We hope well, it. And that was literally my very first thought as, as I'm rewatching 201 with my daughter. I was like, why was I ever worried about this? Right. Well, see, now you understand why I rewatched so many times. Yes. It becomes so clear. When you go back over and you're like, oh my God, this like, is obvious. It feels like there's like, <laughs> so like when I was watching live, okay, the process for me was like, oh, she came back to get him. Oh, they're like, oh, the sweaty. Oh, he's on top of her. That's I'm like, oh, that's amazing. It's so obvious. And then it's like, but then I was like, then it's like, oh, the stairs. Look at those stairs and those hard eyes. So like, many does stairs. Does it mean what I think it means? I yes. think it means what I think it means. And it was just this constant second guessing because I had no clue. Like, are the writers just like ship baiting? And they're just like. And you know, you know what? There's a possibility they could have. There was yeah. literally no reason for me to be as certain as I was in the early days. Like in later days, I yeah. felt, feel like the writers had proved themselves and we could trust a little bit easier. Yeah. But like in the early days, I was just so sure that it was going to happen because I was like, look at it on the screen. That's clearly right. it's going to happen. I just had, yeah, I just had a, so much more difficult time. I had, I had a, a superfluous amount of faith. Yeah. I just, I didn't have that in season two at all. So I was just like, oh, I, am I the only one noticing the way he stares at her? Because like the way they stare at her, there's a lot of staring. <laughs> You were not the only one. Is it just me and my living room? No, it was not. But you know, my my high hopes were probably why I got so upset by the Sarah all of Yeah, I think you were. You were. I listen. I was not even fully on board that they're doing the Oliver and Felicity thing, and I was outraged. I was outraged on the behalf of Laurel. I was outraged on the behalf it of the It was outrageous on so many levels. And yeah, I was outraged on the behalf of myself and my husband who shared my rage. It was just like, what the act? That was like one it of the It was in part of, part of the awfulness was how they had Katie Lotz and Stephen Amell doing interviews, like talking about it like this wasn't 
gonna be completely outrageous and horrible for so many people <laughs> like they were talking about like this is you should be happy for him and it was like what the fuck yeah no. No. There is none of that. This there is, is no happy. You are pissing off like 90% oh, of your fan people. base yeah. doing this. You but should yeah, at least act you're... like you know you're going to be pissing people off. Right. They but did like, not. I mean, as I'm watching, well, and again, you know, they have that very major, you know, where it's like they have that connective thread and, you know, that really starts, I would say that's really important in the, in the premiere the mid-season finale and the finale. Like, if you just watch yeah, those yeah. episodes, yeah, you, got, you got it. the whole understanding of what the season was. So, Correct. I mean, for them to load load so much elicity, I mean, don't you remember, like, the way we would get excited about the little stuff? Oh, gosh. That's like, what, that's, honestly, that's the best thing about season two. Yeah. Is, is how the whole fandom as a whole too mm-hmm. would just lose their minds over a shoulder touch right or like, like he, a long gaze yeah, or whatever like like my personal favorite soft moment and like there's a lot to choose from in this episode but for me it's when they crash through the window and yes. he pushes her hair away yes. to, to see her face and so he's trying to see if she's okay correct and i a little bit every time i see that it's man beautiful push moment. Her hair away yeah I mean, that's hot. It's hard not to love that. Guys, if you don't have a man who pushes your hair away after you fly through a plate glass window Just to make sure you're okay. Just to make sure you're okay. I don't know what you're doing with him. I don't know what you're doing with him. But yeah, it was good. Well, but, and it's very strategic in the way that they use Felicity. Because again, we're still not getting Emily Bat-Ricard's is like female lead level. There's no, and it's uh, it's still fairly two dimensional. It's very two dimensional. We're still super focused on Laurel, which that could stop anytime. Um, so I do think they were still. I think they had the transition. They knew. I think they knew where they were going mid season. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't believe I agree. for a single second anytime. Oh no, we're going to the beginning of season two. Okay. No, Jack. no, 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 no. There's okay. no reason why you would have season two episode one be that way and not know how you're ending season two episode 23 and also like like, come on guys no one can tell me that they didn't look at each other while they're filming the pilot and they're like fuck find me an actress he has chemistry with right the hell now like there's no way they did not notice the amazing problem that they They had they played dumb for the fans because they don't want to alienate people but they know well, they can alienate the side that's not my side. That's fine. I'm no, fine but they 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 <laughs> they're equal opportunity alienators. Like if they're yes, gonna they alienate, are. yes, they are. Everybody, <laughs> like they, they, they were extremely wishy washy about that particular aspect. Exactly, they never they were really gonna were. say it. Yeah, but then I really loved. Well, and it's adjusting to Oliver too, because you go. I've gone from season eight. To season two, Oliver, you're like back oh, when he was right. cute. Yeah, I was like he was cute, but a major pain <laughs> in the ass. I was like, oh my god. Said, um, like Lauren was like, wait, is this the island? It looks like the island he was just on. And I was like, yeah, he went back to it. She's like, why? I was like, essentially, 
to pout. <laughs> no, essentially so they could have him run through the brush like, in the beginning the and make again. everybody like, wonder what's what's going on. Every time, okay, we're back. There was the literally no other reason. There's no None. running path in Star si- Starling City. Like he couldn't find a running path through some foliage, like, or he could go folk somewhere. Like, why doesn't he just go to a bar and drink like every other fictional character in this <laughs> oh, world? No. Like, he that's what normal people do, Oliver. They get plastered. Tommy I've spent the better cancer. part of the last decade, like, beating myself over the head over this dumb idiot. I know. Just, I like, hate I my so life. Stupid. Yeah, so, so Oliver, like, the go to rescue him to get his lame ass off this nowhere. It's like, what is the purpose of this? Are you going to, and the, this is essentially their conversation with him. They're like, what, are you going to stay here forever? Like, what is your problem? Like, you can't live here forever. And he's like, watch me, bitch. He's just like, would you get off of it? Like, he's just like, I need a job, Would you man. stop fucking? be my boss. I have you a, big man, like, baby. Yeah, she's like, I got bills to pay, asshole. Get back on the plane. We're going home. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Wifey got mad at me. We're going home, I guess. He's like, remember me? I want to lose my 401k. Get on the plane. He's like, I sorry. I sorry for she. I come under pain. Yeah, it's really, that's kind of how it went. I mean, And then she lost her 401k like, anyway. So. Yeah, there's some giggle inspirational shit, but it's really just supposed to be like, I'm going to lose my job. Like, this ain't a fucking joke. Get on I'm the plane. still angry that they didn't play out him getting Queen Consolidated back and it turning into smoke tech. That is what should have happened. It really angers me to no level how much we got chipped out of smoke tech like, we got chipped out of ending, so many things it's just like we could have had that for like a straight five-year run and it would have been fantastic like i miss the court the the boardroom stuff they could have done all that stuff with felicity because well and also like season one thing or season one season three think of how season three began with like worrying right. that he wasn't going to be able to get the company back wouldn't it have been amazing to end season three with him getting the fucking company back? There you go. I am never going to not be upset about that. Particularly since the parallel was just perfection. I know. It was right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. It's so many things that were right there that did not happen. And then he, considering he finished season two, like he proclaimed, I'm going to get my company back. And then he fucking didn't. And nobody cared. Like it would be cared. better if your girlfriend got the company back. Right. Like, okay, it's like, that's amazing. Why did Whatever. I watch this show for so long? I don't long. understand why so we kept different. it Palmer's company. Like, well, who gives a fuck about that guy? Go be Superman somewhere else, Palmer. I just, like, it just bothered me. The whole Palmer Tech bullshit. Also, they called it Palmer Tech, which is, like, stealing our name. Right. Putting someone else's last name. Right. Well, who gives a shit about Palmer anyway? He was there for, like, five whole minutes, and they named a city after him. I don't know. Does anybody even know who this dude is? Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. Anyhow. Anyways. Let's hate on Arrow Hour. Okay. But then she makes him his new bow. And that was, that the, was most the most romantic thing ever. Yeah, that was yeah. probably the most turned on we've ever seen him. <laughs> like, that was hot. 
he's like just like breathing in the bow and she's like how did i do and he's like this is a pretty freaking fantastic bow how did you do i really want to have sex with you right now but jiggles here that's how you did like that scene is how that scene plays the whole the whole thing the whole thing and then of course i love her maybe there's another way and then they stare and then he calls her a good friend i'm like oh okay Okay, sure. That ain't how I look at my friends, Oliver, but whatever. Do your thing, man. Be in denial. Okay, Such can, a we putt. About, can we talk about the actress who plays Isabel Rochev? Because I actually have a fair amount. It's Summer Glau. Yes, I yes. I am well familiar with Summer Glau because I come from the Firefly fandom. Okay, so talk to me about Summer Glau because she, I think, she had a small role on Angel. She played a ballerina and she was very good in that. I didn't watch a lot of Firefly, but I feel like the stuff that I have, like the Arrow stuff, I feel like she's very robotic. Well, or here's is that the thing. just the character? It might have been just the character. She was doing okay. the Russian, the cold Russian bitch thing, but it's okay. hard to say based on Firefly simply because in Firefly, her character is kind of like the closest thing to like an autistic person that Firefly had. She was extremely. Okay intelligent and had been experimented on by the government her brother broke her out of government facility because they were like basically torturing her and like running all these like crazy illegal type things like manipulating her brain and so she kind of just she was almost like she had no real social skills and would often say like things that you're like, and you're not supposed to say that part aloud, you know. <laughs> she was right. Extremely good at doing that. Okay. Okay. So, and then I know she was in like the Terminator show where she actually played a robot. I just couldn't. I think just out. maybe that's just like her, you know. Yeah, and then like she was on the spinoff, the Dollhouse show for a little bit, and I think she was a robot in that. So I'm just kind of like, is this like a thing? So it's just Isabel Rochelle drives me so nuts. She drives me crazy because she's just like she's blank. smug and mean and like and she's blank. There's like nothing underneath the surface. Well, she's a sociopath, like, essentially. Yeah, you know, you're like, why do you even care? Like, why are you so invested in this? Because you don't look like you care, but then you act like you care, but then like you don't. You act. don't. Yeah. But don't you love it when Walter yes. came in and saved Oliver's ass? Yes, that was beautiful. And also he did it even though Moira was, you know, as they were married, per, you know, committing felonies. I thought that was awful, awfully nice of him to overlook well, the whole Well, Walter family. cared more about the family. Yeah. You know, yeah. he he was, he, it wasn't just the marriage. It was. Yeah. He, he loves Oliver and Thea. And I yes. gotta be honest, I love Thea in season two because she finally gets some of her shit together. So they really did fix that because she is irritating in season one. She was awful in season one. She was she had her moments in season two, but she was still she was still pretty like immature and selfish at times. Like yeah. I'm thinking particularly of when she was like, No, I'm not gonna sign the paper, it's gonna save all our money. <laughs> oh, I I don't remember like, that. That that like I was never so mad at a fictional character. I just like that she's up that she's up Roy's ass about going out and like like cleaning up the streets and like yeah, remember Roy, you have actual no combat training whatsoever. Like, like see, this is like when we get started in the ridiculousness of people who have no combat. I guess like they're trying to argue that Roy has like street smarts and like he's, he's got a parkour. street fighter and his parkour. I'm like, you know what? That ain't too far off. 
the mark from Laurel's boxing lessons. So at least they attempted this time around. Like there was a more of an extended getting Roy up and running. And then actually <laughs> had him learn a skill like shooting a bow. He got to slap water. Yeah, he had to slap the water. So like that's kind of, you're just kind of like, okay, are we just pretending like we think Roy can do all of this? Okay. And again, yeah. then you have like, then you have like the Laurel, like with the gun and like, okay, so this episode, Laurel has skills. Next episode, no one knows where the skills go. Laurel's skills were all over the map. But actually one of my favorite parts in this episode, because not only do I love the Elicity stuff in season two, but I love the Lorever stuff. There are so many breakup Who are conversations. You? No, no, listen. <laughs> there are so many breakup conversations. There are so many we are never ever getting back together conversations. Right. And they're all spectacular. They honestly, like I said, people would often ask me, like, how can you be so sure? And I'm like, have you watched sure. the show? <laughs> now I'm sure. I wasn't sure then. But, but like, seen... have you watched the show? Right. <laughs> Nobody shits on Lorever more than the writers. It's not Do even. Do we outside. remember the, the hallway scene in 214? Kind of. I can't. I think Angel asked me, like, do you consider that a breakup scene? I was like, that's like the best one. Like, because he just hard knows her. It's like fantastic. No, well, but and he also her. just like. Oh, he decimates yeah, he's kind of her. grossed out. He's like, I don't want to. He does not say things that anybody that ever hopes to get back with somebody would say. Would say, right? <sighs> no, but I actually think this one in two hundred one gives the best description of what I felt their season one relationship was about because she. You know, she was like, well, I feel like I betrayed Tommy. And I was like, well, that's because you did, both of you. So glad True everyone facts. came to that conclusion. Thank you for, thank you you for recognizing facts. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. So there's that. And then Oliver's kind of like, well, remember when I screwed your sister and she died? So, like, I get the whole, like, feeling guilty thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, good. We, let's just keep going down memory lane, you two. So, I was like, because there's just so many highlights to choose from. Like, but I there's like so many problems here. Right. So, he's like, I just wish, you know, what Oliver's saying is, is I, you know, they say, I just wish we could go back. And they can't. That's the entire point of their relationship. It is some non-existent illusion that they they have dressed up in each other's minds of what they thought their relationship was back in the day and they are trying to go back to that illusion all the time but that stops them from actually dealing with all the shit that went down and the reality it's a lot of, of nostalgia it's a lot of nostalgic and it, for Oliver specifically it is a lot about if I can just get Laurel to forgive me and I can just be with Laurel it's like none of the bad stuff happened which is not a healthy way of approaching your That's traumatic, not how this yeah, your, your traumatic experiences. So clearly it didn't work. So what they are saying is, you know, we can't go back. And that's why they don't work because they are totally different people now. They didn't even really work when they were together in their early Well, they like days. to forget that part. They like to forget the part where they were extremely dysfunctional and problematic and he was sleeping with everything you know, within a five mile radius, including her so, sister. right. Including her sister, but you know, that's just details, but yeah, for me, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is, this is the reasoning 
that if you're going to hang your hat, because like a lot of times the writers like to, to say, well, they can't be together because Tommy died. And I'm like, well, that's a bunch of bullshit. I think that would be, <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I don't care if Tommy's like, alive. Like, why is Tommy dying mean they can't be together? Right. I don't, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, they shouldn't be together because they're not good together. That's why they're not together. Like Again, to back Tommy. to them being pansies, not wanting to actually say why they're not together. Right. I mean, it's, there's better stuff coming, which makes me even more excited because I just, I love how so done Oliver gets with her. And yeah. I feel like we get to a point and she's super done with him. I just, I love that we're heading towards this. We actually kind of hate each other in reality. <laughs> it's like, if so, we're not actively screwing each other, we actually really hate each we other. We actually really hate each other. And I, and that continues for a while in multiple seasons where they barely talk, like they're frenemies. And it's, it's one of those things that like, if they had gotten married, they would have been like the less in love Moira and Robert. I really feel like Moira and Robert would have looked like, like a total there, like compared to those two, you know what I mean? Exactly. You're like, okay, they're going to be the epic love story. They would have been divorced within a year. Like, for it... sure. No. I mean, absolutely. Oh, I had the funniest experience because I'm actually really good friends. Um, well, we were friends before in high school, um, before we started dating. So, like, I guess you would consider him my high school sweetheart, but, you know, he's been married for you know, almost 20 years and me too. So it's, we're just, we were, went on a double date and we were both finishing our basements. And I was just talking about the stuff that I had picked out and his wife, who is just a, a delightful human being. I love her. Um, I kept mentioning sparkles because you know me. Um, and she's like, oh, he doesn't like sparkles. I don't do any sparkles. And I like looked at him and he looked at me and I was like, we would have had so many issues. And he was like, we wouldn't have lasted six months. <laughs> so funny. Like, that's it. Like, like you have to stand like, with somebody who doesn't like sparkles. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I can't. Like, what? Like, who hurt you? <laughs> like, why? Also, they really like camping. Like, every vacation is camping. Can you imagine? No sparkles. You camping? And no. me camping. It no. just, I just, there's it's just so many thing. wrong things. It's just, we'll take the whole, you know, podcast to go through it. But yeah. So, but that's kind of like what it is. It's like all, Laurel and Oliver are completely not meant for each other in any shape, weight, or form. And it's just like this delusion that you're, they're telling each other that they were some kind of epic love story and I love that they start to break that down in season two I the one of the greatest parts of season two it's not even the it's the build-up to Oliver and Felicity but they also Oliver and Laurel because they're this is a very huge story shift they're making so they are shifting Felicity into the main love interest role but they've set out in the seasons of one and the pilot that that was going to be Laurel. She was going to be Oliver's main squeeze. He's the great love of her life, of his life. So it's it's not enough for them to just shift to Felicity without addressing the Laurel. Aspect. They had to. They had to hit on the whole. We've grown apart. We are yeah. no longer the ideal for one another. So I really, 
you know, we give a lot of sh- give them a lot of shit about the writing, but to to me, that was one of the strongest aspects of season two. Is the I mean, pretty much seamless way they maneuver those two ships passing in the night. You know what I mean? It's really pretty right. spectacular, and it, they do it slowly, so you almost don't fully understand what's happening. And I think that's why they why they throw Sarah in at the mid season because they're like, otherwise it's just too obvious that he's moving directly to Felicity, and they wanted to throw everybody. Well, off yeah, him. they were trying to take time with that. Exactly, and they were really shifting. So by the time, like, by the time, well, and also they recognized. Finale, I think they recognized that once they got Oliver and Felicity together, they couldn't really have Oliver go around banging other women. Right. So it's kind of like this is the last hurrah. And trust me, Oliver does his level best. So it, it's but I think also they have to get to some points, a point with Oliver is like, I think they wanted him to be in a quote unquote stable relationship that was not with someone named Laurel, but also who is not Felicity. Like they didn't want his first right. out of the gate stable. And I know he had McKenna. He had but like in terms of like relationship that lasted the longest before Felicity, it's Sarah. You know what I I said? This is how I I made my peace with the Sarah thing. Because I've had so many people come at me and like, how can you say you like Sarah? I remember how much you were angry when they hooked up. And I'm like, okay. Women have to realize this. Men have to realize this. When women don't like, like, when I as a woman don't like seeing Oliver and Sarah hook up in 213. It's not because I hate Sarah. No. And it's not like if anything, I was mad at Oliver more than right. Sarah. Although I was mad at Sarah for like the Laurel aspect. Like right. it, was, it was just a bad like mm, Also what follows up in 214 is a shit show. Like, yeah, it oh was it God. was it was the just dysfunction dysfunction. But it was yeah. like and yes, I was disappointed because of Elicity, but I was disappointed on many, many levels. Yeah. Now I have, of course, I like Sarah. Like, how can you not like Sarah? Sarah's kind of a pretty uh, amazing character in her own I mean, right. They really gave us this, this is why the whole Black Canary storyline was so ridiculous in season three because they gave us a fully fleshed out right. Canary that was perfect. She was perfect and we she was done. a fantastic Canary. Yeah, and we I, were I done. Liked everyone that. was done. We're like, there's the Canary. We're good. Thanks. And then but anyhow, yeah, no, how I made my, my piece was. When I realized he had to be with Sarah so that not just so that he could see that he was ready for Felicity, but that we as the audience could see he was ready because he went from Laurel, who he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to move into an apartment with you. Right. To asking Sarah, hey, let's get a place together. Like it know, shows that, that really growth. Bugs people. It'll be fun when we get to that point because that's a whole deconstruction. Because I wasn't upset when he said that because I knew they were ending because somebody in some interview said, "Oh, it's only going to last five episodes," and so I was like, "On, I was on the countdown." We're at four. They never put a timeline on it ever again after that. But like, I remember at the time I was okay because I knew it was ending. I love and it that was like, scene. Just because it looks like Sarah wants to chew her arm off to get out of bed because she's completely freaked out by Oliver's level of commitment. Because she is just like Sarah. She's not on the same same emotional growth thing. Right. She's season one Oliver. Yes. Season two. So it's like okay. She was not ready. I also think 
I also think it's a really important because you got to do that perfect on uh, paper love interest. I'm a big fan of those kinds of relationships where they check all the boxes. Because right. Oliver's whole deal of I can't be with Felicity because it's dangerous. And okay, well, let's just date a, another uh, superhero. I mean, that's cool and that's fine. And he thought that was that would be everything that he could possibly need. And he has to come to the conclusion that it's not just about checking well, boxes. And then isn't it kind of hilarious that like he tried to do it in season two and then like he's surprised Pikachu face when Felicity does it with Ray in season three. He's like, hey! I'm like, what do you mean? Hey! He like, that's my move. I know that's everybody was up my ass because I was actually like fairly pro Palmer, like in. Oh yeah, so was I. Because I was like, he, I was like, Felicity gets a Sarah. It's only fair. Exactly. Thank you. We had to sit through Sarah. She had to sit through Sarah. Now it's Oliver's turn. Right. And watch the perfect on paper love interest take her out to dinner and buy her fancy diamonds. But it's just so funny that he like he thought Felicity wasn't gonna do that same thing that yeah, he did. Like she, what's what's ludicrous about Oliver in season three is he thinks she's gonna wait. <laughs> what's ludicrous about Oliver in season three is how he manages to walk around with his head up his ass. Oh my god, there's <laughs> so much head up his ass to make season three work, which is my favorite season. I love season I three. love season but three. But to make season three work, his head has to be so far up his ass. Comes out the head. <laughs> That's how far it is. It's a complete pure circle, circle around yeah. his body. Oh, yeah, it's really. Like, I can't really like. like yeah, can I tell good. you what's also fun. What's like it's just fun? fun for me, like because like she got really excited when Sarah showed up at the end of when the canary showed up at the end of two hundred one. She was like, who's that? I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know anything about this Because show. she's amazing. I did accidentally spoil that Laurel died, but, like, oh, whatever. No. Nobody really cares. <laughs> You're bad. She comes back, like, 50- well, she overheard about it. I didn't know she was downstairs. My kid likes to eavesdrop on our conversations. I've had to talk to her about it because it's really rude and she shouldn't do it. So well, I'm like, and also, like, that was technically are her we fault. having appropriate conversations? Probably not. Probably not. Exactly. So there was a discussion. I was like, you strategically place yourself so you can hear me talking to Callie. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, so you can't do that. <laughs> but yeah. And I was like, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you what season. I'm, and I'm like, she never goes away. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Much to my horror and chagrin. <sighs> so anyhow, I think that's our arrow topic for this yeah. podcast. <laughs> what other shenanigans do we have? But we'll we'll have other questions for future. Yeah, we're gonna do an arrow. Trust me. Now I'm. We'll be we'll be back on the with the rewatch, and then we. I think I love the Elicity segment. Yeah, idea. we'll do. But that that qualifies, I think, as our Elicity segment for this. Yeah, week. Good, we did a good thirty-seven minutes. We're good. We did. We did. That was solid. That was solid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what else have you been watching, or doing, or thinking, or seeing? Well, or... I guess that I hate myself because I binge oh, Hand, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> episodes over the course it's of this week. This this current season? Yeah. Or yeah. Current four. Yeah. We've you know been watching is? as they're released. So it's 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 spread out. You know what it is? It's like when you sit down and you binge Handmaid's Tale, it's like one of June's PTSD 
Like, like June needs fucking therapy. Like, like somebody needs to just like send her on a vacation. It's like a continual PTSD attack. That's what it feels like. It feels like your psyche is under attack. I feel like she's hurting herself. Well, she is because I think it's really, I love kind of how they've done this with her because it's like, it's like, oh, she's this, like, she's Joan of Arc. You know what I mean? And she's like, I'm just a chick trying to get her daughter out. Well, but not even that. She's out to hurt them. Like she is like Oh yeah, no, no. She's she has fully embraced that I have hate in my heart. And I'm gonna use thing. it. Like, yeah. like the whole kids thing. She was like, I didn't do it for the kids. I did it so I could hurt them. I was like, oh. Right. Like, I was dark and twisty, but I love it. Like, like I, I feel like she's doesn't... got a reckoning coming. Yeah, her. there's coming. Yeah, something's coming. I was like, well, you can't keep doing this because you're never gonna get Hannah back. Like, that's not how that works. They gotta be nicer. <laughs> yeah in your dreams my dreams but yeah i love how she's like taking the therapy group and she's like we don't have to be about a forgiveness in this group (laughs) murderous fantasies y'all have and they're all like oh like it really got it was like oh we're okay we're going off the rails here but what i I think is kind of insane about it's like in the midst of all of this crazy crazy like just insanely traumatic stuff going on they managed to squeeze in a love triangle. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what is, what is, what is, what are we doing here, writers? What are we doing? Like, they had this sweeping picture, like, kiss with Nick, and then it's been all about, you know, the husband, and are we going to stay with the husband? I'm like, are we actually doing this? We're yeah, actually they doing are this. A lot, yep, they're doing this. A lot of June's story, too, and I think in terms of, like, conclusion is going to be about whether she sticks with either one of those dudes. Personally, I don't think she should be with either one of them. I think, I don't know what I think. I'm, I'm honestly, like, I don't think I've, well, well I here's, here's why I make a pro-husband. Because I, I feel make like- a confession that even from season one, I've never really liked June. Oh, she's, she's like uh, Claire from Outlander. No, no. Except I like Claire. I don't. I don't. Like, I feel like I. That's don't what I'm saying. Like I don't Jamie. like Claire either. I don't like Claire either. But no. like Jamie makes me like Claire to avoid. Like Jamie makes me tolerate Claire. Whereas that's why I'm saying June doesn't have a Jamie. Like Nick doesn't really. I don't. Yeah, June. she doesn't. She doesn't have a Jamie. And it's like, but it's like I don't. But see, that's what Claire I'm saying. That's could what... be annoying at times, but I was like, I'm okay with her. There have been times I've been like, I actively don't like June. June's kind of a dick. She is kind of a dick. And I mean, it's, yeah. She's not a terribly, well, you know, what, you know, what's that line from Hunger Games? Nobody good ever wins the games. Like, that, like right. the people who survive. But then look probably... at Janine. I feel like Janine's an actually like has I don't know what direction they're going with Janine because I feel like we were making progress and now she's back with no no I she's playing didn't you hear her talk to that one gal she's like listen you know if we do this then we can fight back oh see I didn't pick up I must have missed that scene I do work sometimes I have to distract myself from this show because otherwise I'm going to sit and rock in a corner and cry so (laughs) I have like like, yeah so she's I think I think she's playing I think she's playing a long game but I hope so. I'm still so frustrated. June hasn't offed. What's her name? The aunt. Yeah. 
Like she's pretty awful, Olivia. Like, but her, like, this is ridiculous. It's like Merlin. She is becoming the Merlin of the show. Like, why aren't you dead yet? Like, it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Honestly, that that's what I was about to say. Is that I'm perfectly okay with the show ending with June dying. I mean, my thing is. <sighs> like what is our end game I mean obviously they want to end Gilead and I'm all for that and like we want to get Hannah back and I get that but like I just feel like the person that June is right now you know she's not a good person yeah well I think the person she was died because she had to because she had to survive and the person that she was was not going to survive Gilead so now she's kind of yeah she's kind of doing the 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 reverse hero's arc yeah yeah, exactly. So I think we're in some really dicey territory with her. I, I think I'll, it'll be interesting to see how the, seer, the finale ends this year because I'm like, mm, we can go one or two directions. I have a feeling she's going to go pretty dark, especially since what's-his-butt. Uh, like, to... wanting to kill the guy just because he, like, was like, okay, June, that's a little far. Right. You know? Like... Yeah, she kind of loses it on, um, that's my parenthood guy. Yeah, Joel. Joel. She loses on Joel. And nobody loses it on my Joel. because I Joel. love Joel. Joel he's and Joel. Julia, man. They were and the he's couple. basically Joel in the show, too. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's just Joel trying to get people out of Gilead. That's really all that's happening. Yeah, like, she's on, he's on her side. And because right. he let the assholes go, like, she's like, I'm gonna kill you. And okay, I'm like, but here's okay, the dude. thing. And like, I totally understand her needing some kind of criminal, like, I get that. But also she wants to take down Gilead. So getting this kind of a Joel, like does advance the bigger picture, which the bigger picture is to take down an entire country. Like I am the prize. I am the prize, you know, whatever, but like get the info. And oh, the scene where with where she's like, because when God kills your baby, like that was pretty dark too. Yeah, like okay, well that's that's it's going a little too far. It's getting really dark. It's getting really dark with her. And, and it's, it's just like my my pre existing I don't really like you feelings about June. Yeah, it's coming back. Confirmed. I don't know you if know? June's getting out of this with her soul intact. It's kind of kind of where I I'm don't going. think her soul is there right now. Like, yeah, I think, I think she's just lost it. Yeah, I think she's kind of lost it. And I actually think that that's what the best friend is realizing that the June she found. I love her best friend. I love her so much. Well, you know, again, somebody and a lot of loss but coming out of it yeah moira is 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 a success story and so is the gal from gilmore girls like she's they they, they're both like they're the more normal representation yeah and like june's just like psychotic yeah june's really lost it and you know maybe that's the point of june's story because she's i think it it has to be the point because why would they be doing it (laughs) right i just i don't I don't really yeah. have any other answers, but it is really, really difficult. It's I, a dark, hard I feel hard really show. bad for the husband because it's like, oh yeah, man, he really has lost everything, and he can't even be that joyful about June coming back because she's not June. He's not. Yeah, he's not she, and he knows she's not. Yeah, yeah, and you know they had that whole conversation. Well, you know, back in the past, or like, what if I become someone else? And he's like, well, I'll just have to love, learn to love the per- new person you are. And that sounds good on paper, but actually loving your wife while she's planning homicide. <laughs> Probably not as helpful as you is think. It's a little more difficult in practice. So speaking so, of, of dark TV shows. Right. You're like, mm, 
if hubby gonna be down with that so it's just and again yeah she lost hannah i get that but i don't know it's, it's very difficult at this stage like i'm not necessarily rooting for all, i mean i'm totally fine if all the gilead folk get theirs in the end and they all die but like i'm also cool if they spend their life in prison like i'm good with either you know but june wants them dead like that's yeah. that's the only option. That's dark. Like, it's pretty dark, honey. Understandably dark, but dark. Speaking of dark. Yes. I've been watching Dark. <laughs> the show that I mentioned the last couple podcasts. We no right. <laughs> you want to talk about dark TV show? I got one Let's for talk you. About it's dark. called Dark. <laughs> Listen, um, guys, there's no script. We're coming up with this on the fly. That's how amazing we are. <laughs> this we are like okay. So last week when we podcasted, I was in season two, and I was like, the show is blowing my mind every single episode. I feel like I need to put you and Nick on a podcast together just to do dark because you guys can geek out together. Season three is is like it's not so much as blowing my mind it's just there are so many times where i'm like wait what (laughs) where (laughs) what how who what and i have the little website that i can like look at and be like okay what am i looking at here okay i'm looking at this like there are times where i'm like wait and so kyle was like this isn't gonna make any sense to you or any anybody that isn't watching and isn't really a spoiler but at one point he's like which world are we in? I'm like, well, is it foggy or is it rainy? Because if it's foggy, then it's Jonas's. It's 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 um Martin, yeah, Martha's world, and if it's rainy, it's Jonas's world. And he's like, that's a good point. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and I like, like that you need a diagram to watch this thing. It is not for oh, crazy. It's like it's kind of got a little bit of a lost style, like kind of like what the hell. Oh, I like that part about oh, it. Oh man. And it's but it it gets really kind of I hesitate to say the word spiritual. Although there's spiritual references, but it's not like it doesn't touch on like God, but they like use biblical like imagery and names and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it means it's it's just means it's different hard things. to explain but anyhow yeah it's... i was like no i knew it was gonna be like this because like when nick watched it he was like i can't explain this to you it's it's, it's, it's like all you have to do is like look up like a meme and like you know that picture of that guy standing in front of the board mm-hmm. he's like all crazy eyed and it's, it's like, like, got, like all the lines on it like that is a perfect representation of this show it's just like but it's it's one of those ones you cannot multitask while you're watching it. Like I yeah. literally have to close my laptop and I like, do sit forward my seat and watch it because crazy I shit think- is constantly happening. And if you stop watching, then you'll lose the thread. You know, I find <laughs> so- myself like more antsier while I'm watching shows. It's like it's I'm finding that it's hard to hold my attention. It's like even the ones that I'm watching, Same. I have the laptop open. It's like same. It's really. I do that too. I do it, but like, dark is good enough, and it's fast paced enough. Like, the longest season was season one. I think it had ten episodes. Season two and three have eight episodes. So it's like really fast paced. Like, there's always something happening. So it's like a lot of times when an episode will end, I'm like, has it been an hour already? 
Right. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? <laughs> you're super hyper-focused on it. So, anyhow, okay. guys, if you want something to watch that's going to completely just, like, absorb Hello? you, watch it. Was there it's on Netflix. This week? I was not on the Twitters very much. I was not on the Twitters at all, except for doing the, wa- the watch-over thing. Um, but I did, when I was on the watch-over thing, I saw a trailer for <gasps> Virgin River Season 3. There's a trailer? I texted it to you, dear. I didn't watch. I just thought you were sending me the screenshot of Virgin Season 3. It's and a whole-ass fucking trailer. Why haven't you watched it? Watch it right because now. Because I did it. Watch it right now. She's going to watch the trailer. Anyhow, guys, if you recall, it. we were watching Virgin River on Netflix last year. And Season 3 is coming out. So this is your, your, your notice to watch it and get caught up before Season 3 comes out. And it's a really good show. There's ships. It's good stuff. And you will really enjoy it because we said so. And we have excellent tips. It cuts you out if I turn it on. So I'm scared I'm going to lose the recording. Well, we don't want to do that. Yeah. I know. But it's good. Exclamation points. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I saw like two seconds and it's Jack. Jack. Yeah. You know who it's going to be, though. Well, we don't. I don't know because I watched the trailer and I'm just like, I have no fucking idea. But we, I really don't. No, you don't know because you have to watch the fucking trailer. (laughs) Nah, you're saying that, but you have not watched the trailer. I know who I wanted to be because she'd be crazy. I know, but like she was not crazy in the trailer. You have to see it. You have to watch but it. But see, that's her game. That's what crazy No, no. There was no game. It was crazy. like, it was basically her saying, we don't need you, so don't worry about it. What? Yeah. Trust me. Okay. Well. Yeah. I, it's all a red herring. It's her. I know it's her. No. I don't know, man. I don't crazy. think it's her. I don't think it's her. Damn it. I'm so mad if it's not her, because I just need them. I don't think it's her. I just really need them to like go psycho stalker on me on this one. I can't. I can't handle it. If she's it's not. She's like, not psycho stalkering. Damn she's it. Her, she don't comes do, across as very well like adjusted. That. No, <laughs> don't do me dirty like that. I don't want her well adjusted. What's that bullshit? I'm After sorry. Put up with her crazy ass through season two. Uh, no. Yeah. <sighs> That's very frustrating. Yeah, and I think you'll be additionally frustrated. To see that our Jack, who we were upset with in season one for being so wishy-washy and not, like... Taking a firmer stand? I feel like he's back a little bit. Okay. Does Jack find a pair? No. He doesn't. (laughs) I mean, not in the trailer. Oh, he's back. Oh, no. Please. Here's the deal. Here's my thing. Like, love trying... Okay. Do you know what I want to say? All right. See, love triangles are fine. If, if it's, it's not a love triangle. If it's not a love triangle. Well, yeah. It's like if each relationship has a point in and of itself to explore, other than just being like. This is a good point to explore. This is a very important point to explore. But at the same time, it's like, holy shit. I'm so angry. Why are you, why are you this so way, mad. Jack? It's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> he drives me nuts and you know what he drove me nuts on Grey's Anatomy this actor has very little goodwill towards him when and it comes he's to me. spending it like and he's spending it like <laughs> like there's no tomorrow his ass 
Because yeah, he you tried are. to be the new McDreamy, and I was like, fuck off with that shit. And now he's being all... You are going to be very jazz. frustrated. But like, this is all just reasons to watch Virgin River, you guys. If you right. haven't watched you can it... Be angry with me. Be angry with me, people. <laughs> watch it, because we are going to be talking about it on this here podcast. Uh, that is a promise. Yeah. You know what I really miss? What's I that? really miss our cowboy show with Kevin Costner. Yellowstone. Mm, when's that coming back from the I don't war? know. It's taking forever. I'm really sad about it. Why does everything take forever? Did you know that Kevin Costner actually got offered the role of the president in Air Force One and he turned it down and he gave it to Harrison Ford? He's like, here's a good movie for you. Why? I don't know. Because that was a shit ton of... That was a really successful movie. <laughs> that was a fantastic movie. It was so good. Really bad CGI there at the you end. Know, a fantastic movie. <laughs> It's so good, though. But, like, what's-his-name is so good as the terrorist? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. I, you're kind of with Gary Oldman for most of it. You're like, yeah, America, we can The thing is, is Gary Oldman is one of those, like, crazy chameleon-ass actors. Right. Who can play anything. Like, he could be Literally the good anything. guy. He could be the bad guy. He can be a romantic lead. He can be, like, a demon. Like, he could be mm-hmm. anything. He was Winston freaking Churchill in The Darkest Hour. And every time I watch that, I forget it's not possible Gary Oldman. That he's freaking Winston Churchill. Well, and again, like especially if you know him from like as you know Commissioner Gordon from the Batman movies, like then you need to go on Air Force One and get ready for a mind trip. I'm so he's sad ready. that that Commissioner from Batman is how you first think of Gary Oldman. I hope that that's not. Feel I feel really Gary old. Oldman- I feel like Gary Oldman. I think of that Gary makes Oldman. That feel so old. But no, that's what I'm saying. Those people, if that's how you think of Gary Oldman, I think of Gary Oldman based off of Air Force One. That was. I think of him off a lot of things. Air Force One is a is a good one, but it's not what I first think of. Actually, you know what I think of him? I think of him in that Beethoven movie, Immortal Beloved, which is a very '90s movie people are going like what, what? the heck are you th- yeah, see? this is like one of your randos <laughs> that you rented and put it in the good old no VR. this was an actual movie in the 90s called immortal beloved and it was kind of like you know how amadeus was about mozart yeah and this was like the answer beethoven. for beethoven Okay. And it was Gary Oldman as Beethoven, and it was Immortal Beloved, and the whole thing was like, who is his Immortal Beloved? And so, like, this person's trying to find out who's Beethoven's... Yeah, who who it was. And, like, it's beautiful and tragic and, like, wonderful. And it was, like, the first time I really considered him as, like, a romantic character. Yeah, I can't say it took me a while. It's kind of like Alan Rickman and Sense and Sensibility. It's like, I don't Uh, normally jump to that. (laughs) But it works right here. It really works. So, Immortal Beloved, guys, go watch it. Was Sense and Sensibility before Robin Hood? Sense and Sensibility before Alan Rickman was in Robin Hood with the Kevin. No, it was was after. It was after. Yeah, I mean, I had a because like that, that to me is that was the quintessential Alan Rickman mm. role was the sheriff. So when he showed up, like being the love interest in Sense and Sensibility, I had difficulty. Well, it was it was a, it was a, it was a shift because yeah, for, from where we were, I was oh, thinking it was Hard. it was Die Hard and 
and Robin Hood, and it was just like Alan Rickman's the villain. And like here he shows up, and he's like being like this really nice guy. And I'm like, well, oh yeah, my god, he's got layers. Emma Thompson was like, could you cast me as a like romantic hero? Sure. I feel like Emma would have done him. He's very believable. I mean, that's what's great about Alan Rickman. He's amazing and everything. So it's like he's very like he's, he's totally- he and he and Gary Oldman have that same kind of energy. They're chameleons. They yeah, can be whatever you need them to be, and they're amazing. And it's like I'm how so are you so do sad this? that he's gone. Oh, I know. Like my daughter will be like, "Man, I miss Alan Rickman." I was like, "You've been and the fact that he had cancer and just didn't tell anybody." I know, but you know, I get that. I'm super private about my medical stuff, so like, I told I, and Chadwick I imagine, did it too. And, yeah, know. I can't imagine having like a health problem and being super famous. But just, because like there is yeah. this attitude, oh, you owe the public information. True. True. Like, or like, or oh, you know, this needs to be. You need to like make this you know your cause and use your platform and it's like you know what I was thinking it was like when um oh who was it uh Kristen I'm blanking on names again played Greece in Greece was Johnny in Greece he's very very famous he was in face you mean his wife his wife she died yeah, when she died, because there was a John lot of, Travolta like, and, and yeah, 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 and his wife, and she was an actress, and she Kelly. very privately had Kelly a, Preston. Kelly Preston, thank you. When Kelly Preston died, there was a lot of like, I felt like attitude about, well, why didn't she use her breast cancer diagnosis and become a spokeswoman for? I'm like, listen, y'all, wants to like get in front of a camera after just having surgery. Like, there's plenty of people who are like, that. that is, this isn't my jam. And they're also not comfortable with the entire planet knowing how their inner body works. Or maybe, you know, people just need to, like, if they're, if they are fighting something, maybe they're fighting it, and then when they're right. done fighting, they want to spend what time they have left with their family. Exactly. And you don't want to so. do that on a camera. I, I totally get that. So I, I get no, yeah. that, you know, finding out people had been sick and that they passed away and nobody knew. You know what I find to be more devastating when it comes to celebrity deaths? It's not the hidden cancer. It's the, um, well, Robin Williams. Yeah, that stuff is really... It's the kind of stuff Anthony like, Bourdain, Robin Williams, yeah, like the that. Suicides, yeah. It's it's horrible. Like I yeah. was reminded of the Robin Hood Robin Hood. Robin Williams thing recently when I watched a, a TikTok where somebody was, you know, the question mm-hmm. posed was like, What's a celebrity death that like really made you cry? And so this yeah. gal starts and she was telling the story. She's like, I was a waiter. I worked at this resort in Sun Valley, Idaho. And we had an NDA where we couldn't like recognize celebrities. We had to just like pretend like we didn't know who they were. And I was waiting on this really famous comedian. And every time I came to his table, he like talked to me using a different voice, like a different <laughs> impression. And yeah. it was like really hard trying to get me to crack and break and laugh, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and he was so nice, and he gave us tickets to his show, you know, when, when he let before he left, and he was just like the sweetest guy, and gave me an autograph and all this wonderful stuff. And when I heard he died, yeah, like I sobbed for days, and I yeah. was like, you know, that sucks. that's it exactly, it's hard because yeah. that was that was devastating. Well, especially when they take their own life, yeah. It's you're just, just kind of gutted because, like, they, you don't know that you're in that much pain. You know what no, I mean? It's like you just live know. That. You're like, no. oh, it's like, man, if you knew that. I mean, imagine how their family and friends feel. You know what I mean? Oh, I it's know. like, I know. it's so hard. It's just like, I wish you, you know, 
you're like, I wish we would have known and, you know, what we could have done. You're just kind of like tortured by that stuff. And I think too, like comedians a lot, it was something that, and it actually it happens to comedians. Yeah. I got a little worried. I'm not going to lie during the friends reunion when Matthew Perry used to say, said when he didn't get a laugh, that was like, yes awful and you're like, like that's why he had the- that drug problem is yeah, because- i was like i'm sure star- i think i'm starting to see some insight and it reminded me so much of robin williams but that need to const that need for that laughter for that reassurance and then when he doesn't have it he's just so devastated by it he's got nothing I mean? he's got nothing left yeah. yeah i was like man this is sounding speaking of bit. of mopey comedians <laughs> and not and not to like bring it up but like also give like a recommendation for something for people to watch but on yeah. netflix bo burnham's newest special called oh, um okay. if anybody's familiar with bo burnham he kind of does a lot of like he makes his own music to go with his like routine And he filmed this whole special in one room during 2020. And it, it's, it's like, it's funny, but it's also like, he's like, I'm depressed. Yeah. This is what that looks like. And it was just kind of like this, what it looks like for a person who's depressed to be stuck inside for a year. And it's it's amazing to watch. It's really like, wow. I think there's a underestimated the mental game in terms of being quarantined and right. not seeing people and how difficult that was but it yeah, was really hard for some definitely, people it was easy yeah. for me but it was hard well for we people. you and me we're natural <laughs> I'm a weird introvert extrovert but like I when I'm when I can really be an extrovert like I can turn it on but I'm probably more comfortable introverting and being yeah you know what I mean? I can turn it on as long as that doesn't have to like stay on for more than a couple like if you're hours. yeah you can't sustain it for like five days. You're like just go away. Yeah, if I'm going to away. visit family and I have to keep it on for like a week, I'm gonna kill myself. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> you're like my dad. Like my mom's like, oh, he was visiting with his brothers. We're gonna see his sister. He's gonna be in a coma by the time he gets home and never speak to me for a week. I'm like yeah. this is true. It's like it takes all of his physical energy and mental energy to engage. Correct. And then he's and like, like I, I can fake bed. I can fake the extrovert thing, but like only for very short bursts. But of like time. it's also really fun. Like, I remember at the con, I think it was the San Diego one, like you were just done. You sat down at the table and I'm like, You okay? You're like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we have hit empty. And I had told you that based on that, I told you that I didn't actually think Comic-Con was going to be a great idea for you. No. Because that is an all-day and that's all. And that's why like Kyle's like, let's do it. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> but I also think, too, for people who are super bummed about it, like, I get it. But to me, like, it's super fun to see all your faves and all that, you know, because it's a big event. So you get lots of different, you get a really cool cross section. Well, the only reason I was going to be okay with going at all was that, like, we were going to get a hotel fairly nearby. So I was like, okay, so we can just, like, escape. Right. Yeah. That's the other part of it. Um, But also, like, if you've been to, like, a comic con or, like, a convention, it feels pretty similar just on a bigger scale. Yeah, and like I could fake it for for HVFF pretty easy, right? But like, that but like I need to like come days. back to the room and just like 
Oh yeah. It's detached. I was like, that's not you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. I mean, you're literally living in an you know, a hall, you know, ballroom eight or whatever it was. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there and listening to panels, which honestly, you can kind of do at home. Is and I think you get better, uh, you can get better visualization at home because they post the panels. Mm-hmm. So you know what was always cool for me was, of course, with just about right, was getting to interview people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that and was that a blast. Would be the fun part. Yeah. yeah made every comic con incredibly fun and special for me so but yeah it was <laughs> as i flipped my shit and argued with him about susan um, <laughs> but yeah no i think yeah i i think that was probably a good thing that you didn't go <laughs> well yeah we had extenuating circumstances right there are other go, factors but... at play in the reason why you didn't go but i was like mm, it's okay i think it's kind of funny like we didn't go because of Kyle's shifting employment status and everything right. that summer. And then like the next summer was COVID. Yep. <laughs> and was, it still hasn't been back. To be. Yeah. I just I feel like the Lord doesn't want you to be there, Kelly. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm okay with that, you know? Kyle's all excited because Ren Fairs are gonna be coming back and he wants to go to this one down in Folsom in October. And I'm like, yeah, but those He's people. kind of adorable. <laughs> Kyle's the cutest. I love. He's got he's got a little bit more extroversion than I do. (laughs) He does. Both Nick is super extroverted, super like Mm. crazy. Like my daughter is like really extroverted, and they like. Oh, I was like, she's like, I like to do stuff, and I'm like, why? Oh, Kyle always wants to do something. Like if we have like a holiday or something, he's like, what are we gonna do? We we should go somewhere. And I'm like, why can't we just stay here? I like literally signed her up for a two week theater program because she was going to go nuts. My kid has to go out and be part of the world. It just, I don't understand it. You know, she wasn't always like this. It ain't me, babe. Like from birth to age three, she was very much just about her mama and her daddy and being at home with her toys. And I'm like, this is my child. And I know this is the one I gave birth to. And then she turned four and she became all about the world. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> when, how? You, you, you were they, better able yeah. to relate to her when she was a toddler. Yeah, I was like, Lauren is like, like, Nick made me take her to swimming lessons. I'm like, I don't want to. He's like, she's going to like drown in the lake. I was like, well, that presumes that we're going to be at a lake. Cool. <laughs> and he's like oh my god he's like you're doing this and I'm like we totally flunked because she wouldn't let the teacher touch her because she just want mama and I'm like I'm I was fine with this I was like I feel like this is and like then he made me sign her up for little ballet lessons and she cried because they made me sit outside the room and I'm like I'm pretty upset about it too honey I think this is bullshit <laughs> daddy says we need to keep doing stuff which I don't really understand and then she turned four and it was like i I'll be friends with you. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> Who are you? Like, why do you want to go outside? I don't get it. And I'm that perfectly seems to happy be inside. She stayed in. She likes to like do stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll sign you. Because my mom had signed me up for a theater camp from I used to hate theater. when they would sign I me up for shit. I was like, do not make me go somewhere. I like to be home. My parents signed me up for soccer when I was in second grade because Mm-mm. that's just what, what you did where I lived. You did yeah. soccer. And my siblings soccer. all did soccer. And so I was expected to do soccer. And I hated it. 
Yeah. I hated the practices. I especially yep. hated the games. The games were on Saturday mornings. Do you understand oh! how oh. awful I wanted to sit with my bowl of sugar cereal in front of the TV, watch cartoons for five hours straight. I yep. did not want to go stand out on a field like and kick a ball. In California. No. Yeah. I that was it, awful. I hated my mom, it. Not kidding you. When I was, when I got in trouble with my mom, she wouldn't ground me. She would send me outside to play with somebody. Oh well, see, now here's the thing. <laughs> I did like to go outside. I did like to go outside and play with my friends. I did not like to go on Saturday mornings when it was supposed to be my cereal and cartoons time. But like, no, that was that was. I redefined homebody as a child. Like, I was not allowed to be home. I don't think. Six sisters, and they would let me take along with them. But I was also genuinely, um, like, the umbilical cord did not stretch very far from my mother. Well, and, and also, genuinely happy it kind being of, home. it's a very Gen X thing, too, that we were never yeah. home. Right. You know, we, we came home when the streetlights came on, and that's that yep. was just how it was. Yeah, and you could just do that. Well, yeah. you know, like I said, that really changed, too. Like, it was kind of like that for us, and then Jacob Wetterling happened in Minnesota, and that was all over. It was game over. Yep. And now kids mm-hmm. don't get to go anywhere by themselves. And now I don't let Lauren. I'm like, Lauren, you never go outside. She's like, he- Side. I'm like, oh, that's right, because you'll get kidnapped. She's like, very good point. I, I, yeah. can, I can't tell you how many times I would leave the house in the morning, and I wouldn't be, because I, if I didn't, like, during the summer vacations, if I stayed at home all day, my mom would give me chores to do. Oh, my sister. So, I was so, gone. Yeah, my sister, my middle <laughs> sister, who is the direct opposite, as soon as she could walk, she was out the door, and she would be gone all day playing with friends in the neighborhood, and my mom yeah. was always like, I think she, and then she, she had me. So it was like these two complete opposite children. Like you wouldn't see my sister from like seven in the morning until like eight o'clock at night. Then she'd come home. Yeah, Sometimes she would come home me. for food. Yeah, she would come home for lunch and then she'd head back out. And you wouldn't see her like. It, it would be I would hours. just be gone like all day. And my parents never seemed to care. Yeah, like, we there could was... go riding our bikes or yep. going to who knows how, where. I could have so, fallen down and broken a leg and nobody would have ever known or cared. So I love to play by myself. I had a, I had a crazy good imagination. I was really yeah. in my own world. So um, my neighbor, who was older than me, had grown up and all she had like so many My Little Ponies. And so her mom told me, like, I can come over and play with the My Little Ponies whenever I want. And I was like, sold. So I went over there and... I just went in their house and I went down to the basement and I started playing with my little ponies and then they find me and she's like, Jennifer, did you tell your mommy that you're going to be over here? And I'm like, no, <laughs> my mom I was like, I got in so much trouble. She like, they were literally like five minutes from calling the police. They had no idea where I went. I just walked out the door. So you were one of those that would just like I, wander Oh, off. I was, oh my God. I was a wanderer. Like I would see something sparkly in a store and I would just walk away from her and she couldn't find me. And I would actually hide underneath sparkly gowns because I thought I it was I would be murdered right there. Yeah, I was like legitimately, store. I was like hell. I was hell. And my mom was just like, you are going to get kidnapped. I was like, but there's. Like, she would go to the jewelry counter or the sparkly gown counter or, like, the women's sparkly gown section. I can I remember my mom saying, like, if it was a store that had, like, a toy section, like, Mervyn's used to have a toy section oh, in the basement. I, I worked at a 
of Mervyn's when I was a teenager. And they used to have a toy department down in the basement at the one by our house. And yeah. so, like, when I would go with my mom, I'd be like, can I go look at the toys? And she'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll come find you down there when I'm done. And so then I'd just, oh, like, no, go there down would be and look no at the checking. toys. There would be no checking. I would just, like, go overhand. I'd wait till she was distracted, and I'd like. But see, I was afraid of my mom. (laughs) If I, I didn't ever do anything that I thought was going to get me into trouble. I did not enjoy making my mother mad, but it did not seem to preclude me at a young age from wandering off. You know what stopped it? We were at a Twins game, and the Metrodome had this like it would funnel you out of like a couple doors, and so when you're funneling that many people out, it's like a. It's almost like a, this whoosh of energy and like you're, you can get swept away by the crowd. And my mom was like, okay, stay with me. And I was like, I'm going to be a big girl and I'm going to be, but I'm walking by myself. She's like, okay. And I was so little, I just got swept away from her with the, with the crowd. And I looked up and she was gone and I lost my shit y'all. Like I stood there and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to die. And people kept, like, I was like, this is the end. And, like, people kept coming up to me, like, your mommy's down there. And I just, like, and anytime anybody told, talked to me, I was like, stranger danger. And I'd run further away. And I'm not kidding you. My mother, like, burst through the crowd. Like, all of a sudden, I just saw her hand and her face. And she's like, Jeremy. And, like, grabbed me. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm saved. I was going to die. And I stopped wandering away from her after that because that scared the bejesus out of me. I was like, I'm going to get kidnapped. You could have been kidnapped. It was, like, a traumatic. Like, I remember writing a story about it in school. When was the time you were scared? It was, like, when I almost died after a twins game. <laughs> because oh I was going to get a milk curtain. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just gotta let kids experience things, and then they sort it out. <laughs> we don't, we don't let kids do that anymore. Then no, no, no. I had a sales guy, like I said, I had that sales guy talk to my kid, and he got yelled at. So, <laughs> well, when we moved to this house, now keep in mind, when we first moved here, my kids were what thirteen and twelve, respectively. Mm-hmm. I forget now. It's been, yeah. it's been a blur. So, it was like three, three years, four years. No. Since we moved to this house, oh no, girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we talked about you moving to a new house for so long that it's hard to like. It's hard to remember. It was pre-pandemic, like Like, just pre-pandemic. It was a pipe dream, so (laughs) it was immediately pre-pandemic. So right, yes. Um. (laughs) So we have a, a park here in our neighborhood that's just for the neighborhood. Like, oh, it's not, nice. like, a city park. It's not a it's public just, park. It's just a neighborhood park. And I told my kids, like, go play in the park. And they're like, you're not going to come with us? I'm like, no. It's no. just down the street there. And these kids are 12 and 13. And they're like, yeah. where, where is down the street? Age, and I'm so. like, just keep walking down this street until you see a park. <laughs> like, if you don't see a park, you haven't walked far enough. You and then know? come back home or keep going. Whatever. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe what it took to, like, get them to go do this without me. And I'm like, my God, you are such indoor children. Be one with the light. They're like little baby vampires. We raise baby, you raise baby vampires. What is this they call outside? Exactly. And fresh air. What? What? All right, my dear. It's been a long one, but we had a good time. We had a good time. We always have a good time. 
So send yeah, us your Elicity segment ideas because we love nothing more than to dissect Elicity. Yeah, we've gotten a couple already, but keep sending them. And Jen okay. and I will talk this week about what we're going to discuss and we'll next Friday. Yes, sounds good. Yes. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Bye. this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye